It's been one week since I looked at you. What the fuck? <laughs> right I told, I told, out of the gate. I told you more singing. I told you, Brad, more singing. I know. I was warned. Do you know <laughs> how big a fan of Bare Naked Ladies preteen Corey Kraft was? I don't think you'll be. Dude, I can totally see that. You can I can, totally, I can see, see it as well. And you? also, like, what, all four songs that they. Oh, please. There were several albums worth of quirky oh, wow. Canadian pop rock, and I ate it up. Oh, was that man. really? If I had a million dollars? You betcha. You betcha. Which got an astounding amount of radio play on the X radio station back in the day. I remember. Yeah, that song too. I remember. Listen, there was this one thing I remember once on Carson Daly sitting there on on MTV like during spring break. And this is a RIP reference because like the dude from Smash Mouth was there. Yeah, RIP. Poor one out. And and they had like they had like most of Smash Mouth sitting there with Carson Daly when they were like might as well be. They did like a might as well be walking on the sun like acoustic, but like slapping the guitar and everything. And I remember looking at Carson Daly and he looked like he was living his fucking dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? His face was like, it was like as if I, like it would be my face if I were sitting there and Madonna were singing directly to yeah. me. But he, like, he was made for TRL. A hundred percent. And Smash Mouth was just washing him over him. Just washing over him. Probably loved Sugar Ray. Oh, oh man. you know he did. He sure you did. You know he did. Every morning there's that ringing. <laughs> and the Best friends with uh, Mark McGrath. Lead singer of Sugar Ray. Yeah, I pulled that from from my brain. Yeah, man. <laughs> Every time I hear that name, I have this one memory from American Idol, too, where one of the contestants, who I think actually was punking everybody, uh-huh. just looked at the judges, and they were like, are you not going to say anything? What are you thinking right now? And she goes, I'm thinking Mark McGrath's a hottie. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice. And that's the only thing I can think anytime I hear his name to this day. Anyway, this is a Mark McGrath podcast. Of course it is. What's up, ding dongs? I can't hey there, avoid it. I try and I can't avoid it. Kittens and Corey Hedge. <laughs> Special shout out to all of you. It's me, Corey Morbitz Craft, here on the Side Talks podcast. Who the heck are you? I'm I'm Rachel Morgan. That's right. And we are here to talk about Sugar Ray. Because <laughs> and... it's been one week since we talked at you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the, the classic. A classic. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about uh, the real topic the of this movies. podcast, the movies. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Five-minute fight. Oh, I done did it. I'm done you have it. you I'm have broken the glass case uh, in case of emergency whoop, whoop. here. Uh, I don't know why you did. Um, <laughs> Because the movie that we're fighting about today is universally acknowledged as a canonical comedy classic. I get it. I get that I'm going to lose. I say this all the time, but this time I really, really mean it. Like, I'm going to lose this one. And I actually don't even hate this film. That's what I was going to ask. No, I actually like it. it, But I'm willing to play a bit of a devil's advocate on Mm. one hand. And on another hand, I'm willing to kind of, I'm willing to put this thing in a bit of a headlock. Because here's the deal. You know what the devil doesn't need? An advocate. Oh, my God. The world is terrible enough. Freaking, listen to Corey Preacher Man over here. I know. Okay, Priest Corey, listen. What are we fighting about? We're fighting Joel and Ethan Cohen's The Big Lebowski. Have you started the timer? I really hope so, Brad. Okay. Well, here's the deal. I, again, I, I, everybody, let me give everybody a, a moment to breathe. It's going to be okay. 
Because here's what I have to say about it. Uh huh. This is not hallowed ground. This uh, is not sacred. Uh, what this is is this is a man movie made by men uh-huh. about men doing men shit and boy shit. And if you don't like that, it's okay to not praise it. It's okay. Sure. So I I am there are lots of great things you can say about this film and I will let you have your moment. Okay. But I just want to tell you. When I first saw this, I remember thinking it's and I did see it theatrically. I saw it in yeah. the theater. I came out and I was annoyed with some of the things I was hearing people say about it. Okay. So I but I I liked it. I still liked it. But I was like this we don't have to immediately just call you know call everybody and say this is some kind of great work of genius it's 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 good it's a good film i don't need a big lebowski day i don't need to i don't need to watch this film every year Mm. It, it has it has its moments the coen brothers are brilliant directors and they do brilliant work i think they have better work and i think that that this has become a caricature of itself and it can be a little annoying and in addition to that, I think I, my my immediate response to this, and I continue to carry this, is that it's a little, to quote Lisa, HTW at times. Mm, Hard to watch. No. I think that some of the bowl, bowling dream sequences that stuff is are, amazing. are really irritating, no. just to be frank. The Busby Berkeley stuff is so it's, good. It's, it, weighs on me a lot Mm. it weighs on me a lot i i I didn't love it at the time i tolerate it now what is good to me is the is the the characters and the story even though you know it's cartoonish and that's the that's the approach i get it um but i i just it's okay i i feel like everybody's gonna dogpile on anybody who doesn't just absolutely love this film and i'm just saying it's okay to not love this film I mean, I would never say it's not okay to not love this film. I personally, though, think it is kind of genius. The Coens are my favorite filmmakers. Of course. Uh, as I think I've said once or twice, um, this is not my favorite Coen Brothers film, of exactly. course. But um, it's pretty high up there. It's a movie that I find endlessly rewatchable. It's brilliantly constructed. The performances are all hilarious. I, I, I just... If if your primary complaint about The Big Lebowski, as it seems to have been not just from you but from other people sure. who sort of pushed back against this movie, is that people who really like The Big Lebowski are annoying about it, well, that I'm that's not going to hold that. One of the things I'm saying, but I can't hold that against the movie. I think you it's can. still a great, great I, movie, I even it, though people are annoying. Like, I still think it becomes part of the legacy, right? Just like I tell my students when we're watching a scene from Citizen Kane, this may not feel to you to be that important, but it is so recognized and so hailed as important. And it influenced so many different filmmakers. That context still has an influence on how we view that film. Maybe. And I'm sorry, but it works both ways. These annoying people who've got to have the Lebowski Day and all this other shit, and it, it does... It does influence it now if you're one of those people i'm all look i'm all about celebrating the films that you love but i just this one is it's a little irritating it's a little irritating it's harmless it's harmless fun and people should enjoy what they enjoy the way they choose i agree but you'll come at you'll 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 come at our twilight you'll come and take it i'm not gonna shame people for liking twilight (laughs) even though i I don't like twilight i think people definitely twilight shame maybe Similar. But like that's a separate argument. Like people should just be stop being shitty gatekeepers of what other people like. How about that? That's part of my point. 
And that's exactly it's. You should also quit being shitty gatekeepers to things that people don't like. I and agree that there with is, that too. There are some of these dude movies yeah, that people no. are like, "What the fuck's wrong with you, bitch? Get the fuck out of here!" But if you like, don't like the big Lebowski. If this were and a five-minute fight about men being men, <laughs> then like <laughs> you would win that argument. But it's a five-minute fight about Joel and Ethan Cohen's you know? film, The Big Lebowski, which is brilliant, no matter how irritating men can be yeah and i just i just think it's not as great as ever it hasn't stood the test of time to the degree at which people would like for oh it my to. god i it well really, i strongly disagree with that because i, th- well, I, I can mean, tell you one thing it really the, the whole the whole the jesus thing doesn't stand the test of time it's it mm, you know i disagree even with that you too. felt a little comfortable getting in that costume because it it I'm just, it played fine. I can tell you right now, nobody had a single complaint about that character right. or what it's doing or the stereotypes it's playing upon. Nobody had a single mm. word to say about it back in the day, but people certainly do now. Mm. And so I'm, I'm just, ta- I'm just mentioning a few things that, that kind of drag it down into not exactly holding the test of time. Like I think something like Blood Simple does. I mean, Blood Simple is great. Raising Arizona is great. I could just read their entire filmography and just but say I'm the word great next to But I'm not arguing with you them. about the Coen brothers. I'm simply stating that this is a canonical work that people, I think that there are lots of ends for not liking it. I think it's their fifth best movie. I would rank it oh, behind. Oh, there you go. I would rank I, there it behind. You go. That is supportive of my point. It's not that. You, no, it's not. I, because I love it and I think it's amazing, but I'd still I wouldn't hold it up there at quite the same level with something like um, you know a serious man or Fargo or No Country for Old Men or Raising Arizona. Those I think are my four favorites. But but if The Big Lebowski is your fifth best movie, then you're fucking incredible. Not arguing with you about the Coen Brothers here. I'm not going to do it. I don't. That's not how I feel. I just also want to point out that neither of us quoted this incessantly quoted movie once during this entire fight Inten- i did that intentionally. i did too i did too um you're out of your element okay i just worked one in there there you go hey brad hey do you guys even need me all right no we know what you're, <laughs> we, we absolutely know what you're gonna say well no but i i will say i totally agree and this movie is a good example just rachel's conversation about the types of fans of certain types of things like this sure being kind of insufferable insufferable like there's bands like that there's movies like that you know or you know people that love a certain director sure. way too much or whatever but tarantino heads tarantino said, heads. yeah exactly yeah whoever people like that would be right. i don't know uh but the thing is <laughs> is that you lost I know, I know, I know, I get it. And I, I love you it. to pieces, but yeah, I I, I, I I applaud you taking up the anti on this movie. Yeah, I, and you I do want, applaud that. You want to hear something kind of interesting? So, you know, my, my partner, she is, um, could, could just doesn't give a shit about movies, which by the way, I heard Adam Driver's kid is this way. Yeah. He's just like, I don't want to watch movies, dad. I don't fucking care, <laughs> you know? And she just really, now she's kind of gotten into stuff and she loved Lynch Oz and it like really has inspired her. And there's, you know, she really likes kind of being programmed for yeah. and not, and she's like, everybody's going to hate movies. If what you know of movies is like scrolling around on Netflix, you know, yeah. it's not exactly the, the, gonna build a love for cinema but um she turned to me after watching this and she was just like yeah she was like okay but she's like it's really kind of a boy movie it's and, yeah and, yeah it is and yeah. i think that if you're watching this out of context as somebody who doesn't you know film isn't your number one right um and you're watching it out of context and you don't understand its legacy and you don't understand its sort of cano- c- uh, c- 
canonical, excuse me, sort of placement. And maybe you didn't see it at the time that it was released and all of this other stuff. I do think that there's a world in which you can kind of look at this thing and go, eh. Sure. Yeah. I, it's not I that special. personally it's don't want to live in that world, but I understand <laughs> I that it exists. I hear you. But it did, br- it did kind of bring a lot, bring light to on on the on the film to me in the sense that like everybody I ever talked to ever is like a dork like us yeah or you know I went to film school with them or I'm, I'm or they're my student or they're you know or they're whatever I rarely am t- I'm re- other than my partner I'm rarely spend have been spending a lot of time with people who don't have at least some level of a shared love for film sure and if that's just not even your thing I, I think this is it's interesting to see somebody kind of shrug because everybody else I know is like you don't like this I'd pop you in the face <laughs> well I'm yeah. not gonna strike anybody but uh, shout out to my normies out there my my non-film people who um you are not their shoulders. listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? You don't like, think? We've right. lost them, you know? Uh, people people who are not listening to this podcast might vote for me on this one. Yeah, maybe. But um, that's, that's again, not a not a world I care to engage with. <laughs> um, well, I, I hear that. I hear that. I'm, and I'm a, I, I like this film. I do think, though, I saw it this year. And, my, and one of my thoughts after she said that and kind of thinking through it, it was like, I'd love to put this on the shelf for a few more years. I don't need to revisit this thing. It's when I hear, I'll admit that I haven't seen it for several years. There you go. And, yeah. and when I hear that go-go song, We Got the Beat, uh-huh. I, I change the station every time. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I love that fucking song so much. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I, know she, I, yeah, I, I go I through I things. I, I go through this with movies, too. Yeah. This I song, We Got the Beat, makes me fucking crazy. It's like one. It like will immediately make me so energized. I'll just be punching people. I love this fucking song so much. It's like my childhood, but it's also like it's just stood the test of time, and it's just a great fucking song. And you watch the beginning of uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I'm like, yeah! You know, it just charges me up. And so I turn it. I turn it. Because I don't want to overdo it i don't want to get to a place where i hear that song and it feels like wallpaper you don't want to become too powerful i can't no i can't i can't become any more powerful than i already am Corey. but but you know what i'm saying let's put some of the stuff up let's 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 let it rest for a second i mean we can do rep screenings of so many other coen brothers movies instead of just the big lebowski totally exactly my point i i don't disagree with that the hudsucker proxy is there waiting to be rediscovered and and i think it's a better film personally i think it's a better film but people dislike this film they dislike for that they're insane for that uh i might strike somebody for not liking the Hudsucker Proxy. Brad? What? Have you seen the Hudsucker Proxy? Do you like it? I haven't seen it. Okay, good. I mean, not good. You should see it, but yes, I will. at least you haven't asserted a negative opinion. All right, five-minute fight. Thanks, I mean, you everybody. won. Big surprise. Shocker. We got a new segment. You know how I love to throw these in. You sure you, do. You, you love to do the same. We got a new segment. It's Corey and Rachel's dating advice. There we go. You know what we should do, Brad? If you wouldn't mind, if you don't mind, and if you can't find it, I I, I can go get it. I bet the love connection theme would oh, be I got you. just perfect here. And one of my favorite shows, by the way. So we're going to, you know, the, Delilah has Delilah's Dilemma. Oh, my God. I kind of thought, should it be Corey's Conundrum? <laughs> but um, and maybe it'll evolve in that. So podcast at sidewalkfast.com. If you have some real specific dating advice, give us a Corey's conundrum, and yeah. um, and we'll we'll work together to answer it. God, I uh, know, right? Um, I couldn't think of anything with an R. I, Rachel's, well, I don't know. I appreciate Rachel's it. ram it up your ass. Oh anyway, um, this is a, this is a dating advice, and the dating advice is this. Okay. 
And we'll we'll revisit this, right? But for the moment, I have a suggestion for a date movie. And then I have a suggestion for a movie don't, that people think is a date movie, but I'm telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. And so, and you have a couple too, right up your sleeve. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to suggest, because I think date movies can get kind of crazy. Uh-huh. I don't actually think you want to do something super romantical. I don't think you want to do something sexually charged, unless it's that kind of date. Uh-huh. Um, I think that, you know, like there's some comedies that are fun, but then they've got things like Bridesmaids where they're shitting in the street sure. and that can get awkward. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's some stuff that's, that's a little bit longer runtime. There's stuff that like I learned the hard way, maybe uncut gems, not a great date idea. <laughs> I'm going to suggest Baby Driver. I yeah. think it's fun. I think it's action packed. You can take your eyes away from the screen every once in a while and still be okay. It's got a little bit of romance, but it's not like beating you in the head. And I think it's a really, I think it's also a very like gender neutral kind of fun time. Sure. So that's my suggestion. Is a lot of music. A lot of music, upbeat. You're not going to end it too and be sort of crying. I also think that there's films that, you know, might be conversation provoking, but maybe you don't need that necessarily, right? You want to just enjoy a first or second date. So I'm going Baby Driver. What are you going? I guess that I feel like objectively, right? One of the finest date movies ever made is The Princess Bride. Okay. See, I might argue that a little bit. I might argue that a little bit. uh, Because I don't know that that's everybody's sense of humor. I think it is close enough to that to be... You might be right. ...charming and accessible to just about anybody. Maybe. And it also depends, you know, is that somebody who's watched it a million times? So there's, there's things I'm thinking... But I'm not. I'm not going to totally argue with you here. Um, it also depends. Like, are you trying to figure out what somebody's sense of humor is? Maybe it's a you're trying to gauge something. Uh, you know, my friend Becca. Um, one night when we were all living together, uh-huh. it was like me, my friend Alex, and Becca all living as roommates, and our friend John Harris, and uh, in a very small apartment, by the way, way too small for four people. And she's like, "I'm going to bring this guy home tonight, and I want to see if he can, if he's going to hang in there." And so when I get home, I want you to suggest a film, put a film on, make it something really, really. Really terrible and oh then God. sit between us on the couch and if he can make it through the evening i'm gonna go out with this guy again but if he can't make it through this evening and he cuts out early he's not for me what is that is this like a fucking like jigsaw trap from yeah. the saw movies well, what's I'll happening t- i'll here? tell you how what? much it was a jigsaw trap you Uh-oh. know what you know what film i chose no what the olsen twins how the west was fun oh, jesus god in heaven and my, this guy jeff why would you do listen, that because i was trying to help my friend decide whether or not this guy was gonna get some and i'm gonna tell you right now i'm gonna tell you right now his little ass sat right there on that couch y'all he sat right there on that couch and made his way through how the west was fun i was once on a date and got cock blocked by, <laughs> <laughs> by a roommate that had a crush on this girl <laughs> Her roommate had a fucking crush on her. And as we're sitting on the couch at the end of the evening, he comes out and says, I'm going to put on Arthur 2. No shit. Arthur fucking 2. Arthur 2 on the rocks. I I thought I'm going to hang in it. I'm going to hang in here. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it through. And I got to tell you, I was out in 20 minutes. I got wow. had to get up and leave. I couldn't do it. Couldn't hang with Dudley. We we did we did make a date for another night, but I, and I when, when when she walked me out, I said your roommate's got a crush on you. Most definitely, you might want to look into that. Wow, Arthur too. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's a long story. Um, let me tell you what I think we you should never do that. I think some people think is okay. Okay. 
Eternal, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. That's a terrible, terrible date movie. Terrible. I love that movie. I think it's a, a great, great, great movie. For but sure. No way. That's it's, all about sadness. It's devastating to watch, actually, and I it's a it's one I can't really watch that often because it is a gut wrencher. Yeah. I will um I will tell you that at Valentine's Day when we get suggestions, I get a ton of suggestions to put Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind uh. on as a Valentine's Day film, y'all. <laughs> that's a, that's insane. That's a bleak Valentine's Day. So I know some people think this is a good one to throw on, but please don't do it. And also, if somebody suggested it to you, turn around. Quick U-turn. What have you got? I was going to go with a, a rom-com that I've never liked that um, that people will tell you is kind of a amusing um, deconstruction of genre tropes, but I think it's phony bullshit. It's a movie called uh, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, um, do you not like this film? I don't like it one bit. Wow. I've never liked I, it. I, thought I it think was, it's lame. I thought it was annoying, but I might fight it. I might fight pro. Why on earth would you fight <laughs> pro 500 Days of Summer and anti The Big Lebowski? How... Stop! What is happening? You know why I fought anti the Big Lebowski. Sure, but like, uh, why, don't even don't try. Why Rachel you, doesn't like the Big Lebowski. What <laughs> is? That's not what's happening. What is pro to say about this movie? I it's, kind of enjoyed it. I oh thought. Oh my lord! It, the, the most, the two most annoying leads in the world, but I can remember kind of liking it. Anyway. Whatever I had, you know, maybe I it was maybe, I was probably heartbroken when I watched it, and somebody was like, "This is a great breakup film." I agree with you; it's not a good date movie. No, it's a terrible date movie. It's also just a terrible movie. But like, what are we talking about interesting. here? Interesting. You're writing. You're writing it down because I spent 15 years since I've it seen it. Though. I'm not going to rewatch it. I'm not going to rewatch it. Nobody I've, asked you over to. my dead body. Nobody asked you to. The motherfucking <laughs> Colin Oates animated bird bullshit. It's just like. Generated oh, into it. existence by live journal. Really, what are we hope, doing? I hope I go back and like this. What are we doing? Because look how look at what a little baby baby. It he's sucks. Uh, and like, yeah, don't watch like Lars von Trier's Antichrist or, or during a, oh, a date or I something mean, like we, that. I feel like those are obvious,es right? Yeah, I, I wasn't going to do that. But if you see the word, if you see the words Lars von Trier, yeah. Don't do that no, on a date. Don't do it. I I will say this: like this, these are lessons that were. Hard one for me, <laughs> for my stupid little oblivious cinephile ass who in high school was taking, you know, young women on Solaris. all sorts of terrible, terrible dates. Not Solaris. Um, I love that movie. Even though. though there's a scene in Felicity, one of the, one of the, it's actually an episode uh-huh. of Felicity where one of the characters played by Amy Jo Johnson, she's dating a film student and yeah. he inv- takes her to a date to watch Solaris, which I thought was so like. JJ Abrams sneaking in a little yeah. like probably he, knew, he, he did knew what that he was shit. saying. Yeah. yeah, he knew what he was he was saying with that. Uh, no, um, some some really not appropriate for date movies. But yeah. uh, you know, I was like, but it's cinema. I mean, who who you know, even if it bums us out, we'll still get to admire the art. If you don't like it, you're not for me. Yeah, if if you if you have a negative response to uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Inuritu's Twenty One Grams, then uh, I don't think we can. It's over. We can date. I didn't even like Twenty One Grams, <laughs> but that is the most depressing shit ever made, um, except for Five Hundred Days of Summer. Well, podcast at sidewalkfest.com. Send us your specific romantic problems, and we're going to solve them right here. Oh, God. I am not qualified to solve anybody's <laughs> romantic problems, believe me, but uh, we'll see Speak what we for can yourself. do. We'll see what we can do. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic yay. 
and gondola driver or captain. Oh, well, look, (laughs) I actually heard about this one and he shouldn't have been, they shouldn't have been doing doing that on that gondola. (laughs) They shouldn't have been doing that. Uh, what else can we say? So are you yay or are you the gondola driver? I mean, in this scenario, I would much rather be yay, but um, <laughs> but I I don't have a preference here. That's you know, he's wealthy enough to to rent a room. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm it comes not down trying to. to kink shame anyone, but uh, you know, we don't need it. No, we don't need it. Nobody needs it. We don't need it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Restrain Stop it. yourselves. Also, you could probably – he's got enough money, by the way, to pay a gondola driver to consent to this and take them somewhere where they're not going to be seen by a ton of people. Like, just yeah. get your wallet out, dude, and do what you got to do. Yeah. I guess the fun of it for them maybe was, though, that everybody's looking. I don't know. Hey, look. That's, to each their own. That's but, between those adults, and I don't have to be involved with so, their decision-making. Um, so you're yay. <sighs> Great. I'll be the uh, super I'll be the estimable person who gondola is gondola captain. Not, what a crappy! That's just not. I feel like that poor person. I'm assuming I. I can't assume gender actually. That poor gondola. Gondolier. Captain, gondolier. Like, oh my goodness, that's not uh, nobody. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, quit it. Uh, thank you to Batwell <laughs> Studios. Uh, yeah, thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Uh, and thanks for coming down on the right side of history with your um, oh my God. adjudication <laughs> oh, God. of yeah. today's five-minute fight. You hear how fight. this goes. Um, I take one for the team, and this is what I get. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it is. Um, next five-minute fight, Rachel uh, takes the anti on fun as a concept. <laughs> right. Um so uh, just play just play a devil's advocate. Okay, I'll stop. Visit us online at sidewalkfest.com or follow us on social media at Sidewalk Film. We've got a bunch of really great stuff coming up at the cinema. What do we have? We've got Stop Making Sense, which may be playing when you hear this. We've got... The I feel a lavender haze creeping up on me. We've got Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, uh, starting October 13th. It was as if she was in the studio. She was. Uh, she just left. Uh, we've got, what else do we have? We have the Festival de Cine coming up yeah, at, sure. at the beginning of October, right? Uh, we have a, uh, um, uh, the House is Haunted Halloween series coming up in October. And I'm that's real gonna, excited about this oh, one. Oh, it's so good, This y'all. is a killer lineup. We've got The Others. We've got House. House U. We've got House. No, well, House uh, U. House U. Uh, slash AKA House. House. Not the 80s movie house. Even though we, we talked would, about it. We would have loved to put that in there. Yeah. We just have room. But yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, we've got uh, Suspiria, the original classic. Casper, the, you know. Yeah, Casper from 1995, a millennial treat that uh, if you got young kids who want to see some, who want to see what we were raised on, bring them out to see Casper. And of course, Poltergeist. And of course, Poltergeist. You know, I, I would play that every Halloween if we could. We love to dig deeper into a theme and we're doing that this year because we feel like we've gone through a few years of being able to kind of put some of our favorite Halloween films up on the screen and That's now right. we'd like to we curate a little more. And so this is a really, really fun series and um take a look at it, it it actually hasn't been released at least at the time of recording but should be out there pretty soon so yeah. sidewalkfest.com um for more tickets and uh, information get them tickets all right thanks Bye. for listening batwell studios podcast division your words our expertise